0: Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker. With me, as always, is Zach Mabry. And Zach, the people want to know, what was the end of tax season like? How are you celebrating the tax deadline? Give us the inside information.
1: Well, it was pretty great. I will have to add that the whole e-file system went down at, like, the IRS level. And so I'm sitting there, and I get a notice saying that, you know, the modern e-file system's down. And I'm like... Oh, no. Um, and they call it modern. But <laughs> that's questionable. Um, modern, yeah, modern in, in the bad way. We we, um,
0: perver- we prefer a more trad-style e-filing system on this podcast, I think, right?
1: Oh, yes, no, right. Like, I only... Um, I only I only use the tax return from 1962. That's the tax code that I follow. <laughs> yeah. um, you, all the other ones since then. Yeah.
0: E- e-file E-file modern to own the trads, Zach.
1: Yes. So, um, and so the IRS had to extend the the deadline for everybody by a day. Right. So, um, as soon as they announced that, I went to bed. I was like, I'm uh, <laughs> Thank you to everybody. Um, who still needs extensions and stuff. You know, I mean, I, the last people that I had on my list were, of course, the clients who were my dear friends first, before they were clients, mm-hmm. um, which is the only downside of coming to me for your taxes is that if you've been my friend for a long time, um, you uh, you get bumped to the end of the list. Not really, but that's just how it worked out. So I was like, hey, they've extended the deadline. I'll be in touch. I'm going to bed now. Good night. Hey, my so, uh,
0: my, ta- my taxes were filed... On time, so no complaints here from the services of Zach Mabry, LLC.
1: Right. I mean, the due date is still on time, people. But, uh, yeah. Yes, um, I mean, I can't speak about my clients on air, but it sounds like you said something along the lines of that uh, that you came to the, the right firm this year, perhaps.
0: Yes, I said it, and I meant it. And uh, yeah, it was a very painless process. I I didn't. Oh,
1: I must have done it wrong. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tweet us at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry. Z A C Mabry. Email us podcast at romancircusblog dot com. You can find us on iTunes where you can rate and review us if you want. You can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. All right, Zach, when we last left off, we went down deep into the depths, into the fiery pit, the inferno, the place where nobody wants to go. Although, I guess some people I want to go, but no one should want to go. Today, yeah, go there. today we are going to ascend into the non-fiery, non-pit. It's I, I assume it's a pillowy cloud, where everyone should want to go, although some don't. It's called Heaven, Zach. I'm sure you're familiar with it.
1: Oh, very familiar.
0: Familiar with the... I've seen the
1: show Seventh Heaven. (laughs) Yeah. I missed the first six, but Seventh, I did see that one.
0: Well, you can always find those on Amazon, I'm sure.
1: Oh, for sure. So yeah, to review, we've been doing the four last things. So we started with the first... Last thing, death. <laughs> yeah. Separation of the soul from the body at the end of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all have our skulls on our desk to remember that we have to die. Right. Um, and then judgment, the uh, what we deemed the, the great WikiLeak. Well, the the particular judgment, which is just you and our Lord, and then the general judgment where it's everybody. So the great WikiLeak of all mankind. Um, and then last week, we uh, we talked hell he double hockey sticks, and so we've now arrived at the fourth and the best last thing, heaven. There's that if you ever played uh, Dance Dance Revolution, there's that song on there. You know, like baby, you know that one. Uh, um,
0: I'm familiar. I'm familiar with the game. I can't say I'm familiar with what you just slightly sang, but
1: yeah, that's all the singing that the listeners get from me this week.
0: Hey, you've had a you've had a busy month. You're you're okay. We don't you don't have to give the singing away for free, Zach. That that happens yes. That happens at the Dallas karaoke bar that you frequent. Yes.
1: One nostalgia tavern. Join us. Um Yeah. Yes, heaven. All of the heaven. Yeah, this past week has been a very long month, I will say. <laughs> um but speaking of long times, heaven is uh it's it's eternal.
0: Okay, so just like hell, but better. Right. So give us the dogmaticly defined heaven dogma.
1: Okay. So here's what's been worked out by the church, some, some key points of doctrine. So the first is on the essential bliss of heaven. And so here's what the church says, and this is De Fide. The souls of the just, which in the moment of death are free from all guilt of sin and punishment for sin, Enter into heaven. Okay. So that's a pretty, you know, good to know. So if, if you die in the state of grace, uh, you know, you may have to stop through purgatory, but you'll go to heaven, right? Which has the uh, the supernatural bliss.
0: Okay. So what if I what if I have a bunch of sin, but I don't feel any guilt for it? And I'm free from well, that guilt.
1: I don't know about feel if you if God has remitted that guilt then you're in. Okay. Um but if you if if you retain that guilt then you're out. Okay. I mean if these are mortal sins of course.
0: Sure. So is that is that the whole is that the whole dogma right there?
1: Well so that's the first one. Okay. okay. So that's the essential bliss. And it, it basically what we learned from Pope Benedict the Twelfth is that um, the, the pure souls enter heaven and behold the divine essence immediately and face to face by the divine essence. So that's uh, the triune Godhead offering itself to them immediately uncovered, clear and open, and that by reason of this vision and of this happiness, they are truly blessed and have eternal life and eternal rest. So this is where, you know, you finally see God face to face, which that's a metaphor because, um, like we said, before the general resurrection, you aren't going to have your eyes in heaven. And because God is a spiritual being, you wouldn't be able to look at him with your eyes. So it's actually that God presses himself onto your intellect, onto wow. the, okay. um, yeah, the possible intellect onto your.
0: Under the uh, soul.
1: Yes, the, the soul part. Mm-hmm. the part that gets separated from your body, uh, you know, when you die, see episode death. <laughs> okay. So that happens. But then you have after the essential, cause you know, we talk about the essence and then we have the accidental blessedness of heaven. And this is probably the one that's more familiar because it's easier to, to depict in cartoons. They do it on the Simpsons. Um, Etc. Etc. And so here, here's what I apologize. That was uh, that was Siri. Um. So you have the accidental blessedness of heaven, and here's what the church says on that. In addition to the essential bliss of heaven, which springs from the immediate vision of God, there is also an accidental blessedness which proceeds from the natural knowledge and love of creative things, created things. So this basically says that, you know, once you behold God who created all things, you're able to now know all things, and you have this infinite, um, you know, source of all creation and wisdom, you know, stamped onto your intellect. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's where, you know, everyone likes to ask, you know, will my dog be in heaven? Things like that. Super important questions. Um, Right. And you know, I think I think the answer lies in that. You can say, Well, you know, because you are able to see God face to face and you have knowledge of all creation, you know, contained within creation was your dog. And so you know, there it will be. And you know, you'll see it with this perfect seeing because you're seeing God who created it. So, you know, I mean Right. If God's you see there? the
0: if you see the fullness of creation, then and you see all the goodness of creation, if your dog is part of the goodness of creation, then that will be knowledge that you will be able to see. Right. And I, I don't... I, I think it, we shouldn't get caught up that we'll... The, the dog necessarily won't be there in its dogginess, but the the created dog... Enes will be there. Does that make any sense, what I just said?
1: Like your dog is not running around in heaven. Right. Sorry. I promise you still want to go there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you sort of see everything. And you have to think that, you know, yes, cr- the entire created realm that we're in was impacted by original sin and the fall of man. So, you know, prior to the fall, you had this harmony between man and the rest of creation and it was all you know to serve man and that you know no longer exists mm-hmm. since the fall but you know you can see within creation you know i mean god created the world how he wanted it so you know it was a manifestation of his glory and so you you aren't going to rule out you know that being part of the, the experience in heaven and i think there are theologians that argued about whether or not there are buildings in heaven and -hmm. what they mean by that is that you know okay a building a great work of architecture so something built um you know prior to the 1970s um you know is a manifestation of what god can accomplish through man or what you know what man can accomplish with god's help and after that it's what you know uh LSD can accomplish through man but before the nineteen seventies <laughs> you know these great works of architecture yeah uh you know and there's some pretty buildings now and it's some really impressive uh football stadiums especially um and, right. like, hotels in vegas well but, uh
0: but that could be after the the when we get the bodies back, then everything will kind of be would it be that there there would be essentially there could be buildings right because it would be the sanctified perfection of all things. Yeah, so this
1: is tricky because um right so there's debates on this about whether heaven is technically a place currently. Mm-hmm. And what I've what I've heard theologians say in talks is, you know, it's not currently a place, but it it will be a place after the General resurrection and everyone's body is there because okay. you know the bodies need a place. Right. I, I don't exactly understand what that means. But, well, it means. Um, it, but
0: it means if w- with our bodies comes the idea of space and time. So you can't have that. That would turn that place into a completely different. That would turn that thing into a different, completely different thing. Because right now, the souls in heaven are outside of space and time. Right. So if you give something, mm-hmm. if you give something that necessitates space and time you'll have to you'll have to change up a little bit
1: right yeah exactly and um what what was then said you know is that you kind of have to look at the glorified body that our lord had after the resurrection and so um what what has been said throughout the ages and kind of because there's there's it's important to understand that um, you know, speculative theology, it builds on what's known from scripture, from dogma, um, and then it, you know, it tries to reach safe conclusions from those. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what they've kind of worked out is that, you know, just like our Lord could, you'll be able to pass through walls and you know, this sort of ability like that. Preternatural gifts, yes. You won't have to eat. Um right. that was a point Father Ripperger made, but you perhaps could eat. So that's interesting. Um, I remember as a kid in a Sunday school class, I put on a thing that heaven is where you can eat all the potato chips you want. Oh man, I know.
0: Huge of true, Zach.
1: I know. I don't. I guess we couldn't. We couldn't afford potato chips (laughs) growing (laughs) up. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Now I can buy all the potato chips I want. Wow. Um, Which is which is zero. Because such, such an they're adult. They're just so salty for someone my age. Yeah. Um, but, so, you know, the body will come with you. But that's, so the accidental uh, bliss of heaven, that's more of the understandable version. That's kind of the, you know, all of the beautiful things. The, the essential bliss is that you can see God face to face. Mm-hmm. And contained in that is all happiness. And we talked about how, you know, at your judgment, before your sentence is doled out, you know that you are completely and perfectly reliant on God for your happiness. And then you take that knowledge with you either into his presence or into, you know, eternally not his presence. And so, you know, everything is fulfilled. And that's where we talk about, well, why does it have to be infinite? And that's, well, you know, because you you have to, so you know everything. And if you didn't know everything, you wouldn't be perfectly happy because, there'd be things you didn't know and you'd want to know them. Um, Right. And so then it's eternal happiness because since you know everything, you know, if you, you would know that it was going to end and then you wouldn't be perfectly happy because you'd be thinking about how it's going to end. And so, you know, that's, you know, you can kind of safely see that, you know, heavens for all eternity, you suddenly have the source of all knowledge and perfect happiness, uh, you know, for all eternity, which I was, is, you know, it's hard to wrap your mind around eternity. Like it makes me, you know, a little bit like,
0: Ugh. oh, yeah, no, I was going to say that um, now that you brought it up, I'll, I'll say it, it, uh, that's what I had, a was talking with the wonderful father Bitcoin of, of Roman circus podcast fame. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him that very thing. Once I said, you know, the idea of. Eternity really kind of freaks me out like I'm not worried I'm not worried about the idea of heaven or any of that but the the idea of just eternity that's what really trips me out and it kind of scares me and he just looked at me and said I had that thought too once but also at the end of the day you're going to go somewhere for eternity so you might as well just go to heaven and spend eternity there it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. That, That's true. That makes sense. If we're it, it, no use worrying about it. If we're gonna all go each, to eternity somewhere, better to worry about where you're gonna spend eternity.
1: Right, and I mean, it's not scary in heaven, so I'm assuming you know. I'll just have to figure that out when I get there. I I typically like to worry about tomorrow's problems today, Mm -hmm. Um, not do anything about them, just worry about them. Well, if you're outside of space
0: and time, then that's going to be real weird.
1: Yeah, I'll be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But, you know, once you're there, you won't be worried. So I'm like, eh, that's not going to be a problem. It's just when you start to think, yeah. Okay. Okay, some more points from the church. Okay, good. The next, Properties of Heaven. So there's two that are spelled out. And also, I'm, I'm taking this from um, from Ott, Fundamentals of Catholic Dogma. Oh, nice. Um, a, a fantastic book put out by Tan. Um, as I tend to say, hopefully they don't discontinue it. But um, everyone, just just in case, uh, just get onto your computer and buy it right now. Um,
0: I, I've actually been meaning to buy this book for like a year or two. So
1: It's really a very well- Sided, well-organized presentation of um what the church teaches and it even you know includes kind of the note of how um you know because there's all these different levels of certitude that the church attaches to statements Zach, and it kind of spells that out
0: it's 43 dollars on amazon what do these people think i am made of money
1: wow 43 dollars for you know i mean dogma and doctrine that how much did it cost our Lord to die to give you those teachings, Matt? How much do you think he paid? Just kidding. That's I, pretty dramatic.
0: He, he had he had access to everybody's money. It didn't matter to him.
1: That's true. He did not have access to Apple Pay at the time, though.
0: Okay, fair enough. All right. And speaking I'll, of money, I'll we should do a Patreon. It. Yeah, Patreon to get me a copy of Fundamentals of Catholic Dogma.
1: Yeah, because none of y'all that are listening are paying us anything, anyway. If you um,
0: if for if you make a five dollar donation, I will read the fundamentals of Catholic dogma to you. There you wow. go. Anyway, and
1: so what? It what it pairs nicely with. I will point out is um, Denzinger Sources of Catholic Dogma because it's cited. So everything in Fundamentals of Catholic Dogma is cited to sources of Catholic dogma huh. um, and the specific edition that I have that agrees with the "ot" thing so the one that you want is the um, this one that I have is the 1954 so um, it's the Denzinger is what it's, is kind of the, the name for it is what like is it Henry Denzinger put out the first one this one was revised by Carl Rahner don't let that deter you Um, because I'm pretty sure he just stuck with what was already there and, uh, it's put out by Loretto. So Loretto press. Okay. Um, so with those two together, you can, you can be, um, hopefully you'll put them to better use than I have and you'll all become very smart. So we ought to get back to op.
0: Right. Um, Sorry. I besmirched his character of his $50 tan book.
1: Yes. Um, So the properties of heaven, the first one we've already kind of touched on is eternity. The bliss of heaven lasts for all eternity. Right. That's pretty good. Um, And then the next one is an interesting one. And you know, it makes sense, but it's tricky. The degree of perfection of the beatific vision granted to the just is proportioned to each one's merits. Okay. Um, So that's been, that's been kind of taught throughout the ages. The council of Florence, talks about this that um, you know all of the souls in heaven clearly behold the triune and one God as mm-hmm. he is right um, but corresponding to the difference of their merits so you know the most holy human person um, Mary Our Lady you know she has the beatific vision to a degree of perfection that exceeds all others um, we talked about in the last episode how, you know what? What's commonly understood is that you know, in heaven, when the bad angels fell, it was about a third of the angels that became the demons, mm-hmm. um, and that it's their places that are going to be filled by the souls of the just who go to heaven. Right. And so the angels are are arranged in choirs that are you know nine choirs in a hierarchy, and so the idea is you know each soul. Land somewhere in that hierarchy of grace, right? So, but it's you know you're in a state of perfect happiness. So while you know you could be down at the the lowest choir of angels, the the angels, um, you're in a state of perfect happiness. So it's it's not like you're jealous, sure. And that's actually been kind of worked out. So um, you know, there's the in scripture, kind of the. The counter to this is people point out to Scripture um, from Matthew 20 about all the servants, they work for a different amount of the day, but they're all given the one penny.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And so what what St. Augustine says about that is that that has to do with the fact that they're all going to see the same God, and it's going to be for all eternity. Whether they, you know snuck in at the very last moment of their lives and had, like, a death-side baptism. Right. Or they, you know, were you know these great saints that were saintly for decades and decades. They're all going to go to the same heaven for all eternity. But then in John 14, they talk about the many mansions of the Father, and that's what Augustine says is sort of the, the difference in the level of reward based on the merits that they die with and then the idea that maybe the people at the lower end of that hierarchy are jealous. Um, what he responds to that, he has a great quote. He says, there will be no envy on account of the unequal glory since the unity of love will reign in all. And so that kind of makes sense. I mean, love is opposed to jealousy and envy. And so sure. you, you're not jealous in heaven. You you know you have this perfection. And the the sort of visual marker that i was that i've heard on that is you have to kind of picture your merits the amount of merits that you die would think of it as like everyone's soul is like a cup and the souls with the great merits like our lady you know are, are these big giant cups and then you know the the little souls that you know squeaked in those are you know smaller cups but every cup is perfectly full and so there's there's nothing else to want everybody has everything they could want
0: Right. Do you want to talk about merits for a little bit? Should we talk about this?
1: Yes. Merit badges?
0: Yeah, because it's a very important piece of the puzzle. Some, I guess this is where it could be argued against Catholicism that we're basically like tricking or earning our way into heaven. You know mm-hmm. that, that argument?
1: Yes. Oh, I, I hear that one quite a bit.
0: I'm sure you do. Now, obviously, the argument is dumb because an all-knowing, all-powerful God can't be tricked. You're not right. Cannot like,
1: deceive nor be deceived.
0: Yeah, you can't. You're not going to backdoor your way into heaven on an all-knowing, supreme being. But as far as merits go, so merits are basically just, just that they're like what the uh, the definition. Let's see, by merit in general is understood that property of a good work which entitles the doer to receive a reward from him in whose service the work is done. So it you know, it's just we would earn a gold star for taking out the trash in grade school if we're if we do something for God for a fellow man or for for God. We can earn a merit from that. We can earn a gold star, as it were. So you but you have to there's like conditions for the merits. Right? Right. Obviously the first one is you have to be in the state of grace. Which then leads me to the question maybe you can answer do we lose merits? So say we earn them in a state of grace and then we heaven forbid mortally sin are those merits lost or are they just put on pause until we get back into the state of grace?
1: Um, well, so it's important to know that if, you know, if somebody commits mortal sin, right, then, you know, it will take an act of grace for them to repent. And you can't, you can't, um, you can't know ahead of time that you'll ever get that grace. So the best thing to do, don't sin mortally. Um, but, Yeah, so when you do commit a mortal sin, and that obviously has the conditions of being a grave matter, objectively speaking, and then you have the subjective components and you knew you were doing it, you know, you had consent, Um, if that happens, then, so yeah, you would lose all of your merits, um, but then if you were to go to confession or have perfect contrition or somehow have your state of grace restored, um, it's actually not a settled matter what happens. Okay. So... It's like a, a debate mm. um, among the theologians, and it's not something that's ever been settled. So there's a wide, there's a, you know there's varying opinions. There's the stance says you get you know you're just right back where you started, or sorry where you left off. Right. So if you if you have lots of merits, you just get your your same amount. Or there's the position that says that you um, you start back at at, at zero merit okay so. and i think that you would get back all the merits that you you had before because your uh, your merits are stored in heaven they're not stored in your soul right they're yours you know it's tricky like that but i mean I, you know i don't i don't know i don't think that you're i think you lose you lose sanctifying grace in your soul but i, I don't know i think that you get back i don't know i think you get back your merits i mean I wouldn't sin mortally because, hey, you, you can get your merits back, <laughs> but, um, you right. know, you, and I think, what do you think?
0: I, I don't know. It, it, it is tough because it, well, we're supposed to never mortally sin, right? So the idea would be that those on the, in the highest levels of heaven were the ones who went without mortally sinning the longest. But there are there are nine year olds who die and maybe have never mortally sinned, right? Potentially, mm-hmm. or you know, there's saints like uh, uh, Saint Philomena who is young, so she she could have went her entire young life without mortally sinning. But
1: but did she earn a whole bunch of? I mean, right. she was a martyr,
0: right? So they, it. it's tricky because how how much did she actually merit or what did she? So I, I, I don't know if this is like a total cop out, but for me, it's more about just staying in a state of grace, right? You want the, the, I think the, the actions will come, come from that being in the state of grace, right? If you're, if you're, if you're able to see God face to face, then you're, the odds are more likely that you'll do things for him so mm-hmm. so i don't know for i've never i've never actually cared necessarily about the number of merits it's just the idea of getting to regular confession because sure i want i personally want to merit and work my way all the way up but also If I go through my entire life and I make it to heaven and I'm on the lowest rung, I don't think I will mind that either.
1: Right. And I think that's, with questions like that, I think that the important thing is to, you kind of have to defer to love and say, you know, while you're in this life, focus on loving God, um, you know, just as much as you can. And avoid sin, and if you do sin, get to con- well, actually get to confession so that you don't sin. Um, but if you do sin, uh, get to confession, and um, you know, just be constantly striving to give more of yourself to God. And then to you know, He's going to send you all of the graces that you need, not just to get into heaven, but to to reach as high of a place in heaven as He's picked for you, mm-hmm. and that only He knows. And so it's it's just about you know, always trying to correspond with or cooperate with those graces. Cause you know, you can, you can resist that. We, you still have the ability to resist the graces that God sends you. Sure. So it's, if you just focus on that, you know, as much as you can, then you can let questions like that just be a surprise, you know?
0: Right. It's that, well, it's kind of this in the same idea of me being worried about the idea of eternity when really that's, not what I should be worried about at all. It's getting getting to the good eternity, not right. Yeah, so
1: not bad-ternity.
0: bad eternity. Bad eternity. Yeah. So yeah. So that's merits. That's also. It's also what I mean. Merits, I think, also kind of come like I had just said, come naturally from going to confession, taking part in the sacraments and staying in a state of grace it's why it's why we're not faith alone people because the faith begets works right so these the merits will come they'll just come if you focus focus on the on the main stuff all the the stuff that has the merits will kind of work itself out
1: right and you know i mean that's where i think you can I mean, if if for somebody out there, if it helps them avoid sin by thinking I'm going to lose these merits and never get the back, mm-hmm. then you know, think that all day and night if it keeps you from sinning. Right? Do, um, you, do
0: you think that's on that's that might be on par with the that's probably not the the long term way. Like just like we the idea like we talked last week of I I'm just going to church because I don't want to go to hell. Like that's enough to yeah. springboard you, but in the long run. You'll want to. That's imperfect, right? Right. So the the idea of not losing the merits is kind of imperfect, but if it's if it's what pushes you in the right direction,
1: right? And I mean that's sort of approaching perfection, I guess. You know, in the sense that that's pretty pretty non-material, you know, pretty spiritual. But you know, perfection is always going to lie in charity, and you know, charity is love of God. So, um, again, you know, just loving God and and sort of living that out mm. will will kind of guide you and then like you said with the sacraments with you know frequent confession um with you know praying your rosary with going to communion, um you know all those different steps fasting sacrifice yada yada
0: yada yada yada
1: as as we say in the old country Yada yada. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, what about Matt? If I if I make it to heaven, okay. Okay. Let's say that big um, if, but this, we can in roll this with example, it. Right. In, in this example, you know, hard to imagine, but you don't. Sure. Am I going to be super bummed that my friend didn't make it? And I, is heaven going to be lame for me?
0: Well, we s- sort of talked about this at the judgment of it will not be because you will see God's perfect mercy and perfect justice within that decision. So, you, because it is an act of God's perfection, you will take delight in that action. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you will hate your friend by any means. You, it's not a question of the love of the friend or the hate of the friend. It's the question of the perfection of God.
1: I see. Right, because as we said, even the souls in hell—they're not hated by God. Right. So, you know that—that that doesn't work. Um, okay. Well, that's.
0: Does that comfort yeah, you, you, or does that make you sad?
1: Um, I mean, it's interesting, and it sort of shows you that there's a different there's a different mindset in heaven than on Earth. Because you know, on Earth, I can't imagine just the The amount of sadness to think that any of my loved ones are in hell right. or are going to end up in hell is just horrifying. Yeah. But to know that in heaven I will be, um, I will see that as a manifestation of God's justice, one of his perfections mm-hmm. and will be my beatitude will be increased at seeing that because of the amount of charity that yeah. I would have in heaven. I, I guess that's, I guess kind of comforting,
0: well remember I'm you know, like,'
1: well, made it, see ya, yeah,
0: the quote what? the quote from a few episodes ago, I can revisit that is the souls in heaven rejoice at the souls in hell because they are a perfect manifestation of God's justice, so yeah, that's it's you're not you're not throwing any sass as you walk through the gates of heaven and you see your all your friends going the other way into the gates of hell. That is not, it's not a, you don't have, yeah, you don't have that going on. It is, yeah, it's not, and I think I've stated this before too, is I've kind of had to shut my brain off when it comes to that thought. Like just, I can't, I just don't think about specifics of my family or my dead family members or friends in that way. Because yeah. it, it all again, it's all going to work itself out. So you, there's no there's no real point in trying to dwell on it to change whatever you think the outcome is. Mm-hmm. It's
1: right, and I always my wording that I I mean I must have stolen this from someone is but it's that you know God makes a perfect decision every time, right? And so he he definitely put puts everybody where they should be. And there's nothing, there's nothing unjust in his judgments. And so, you know, that's what, whenever someone dies, um, who hasn't been canonized and they weren't, um, you know, a child baptized and who died before the state of reason, age of reason, um, you know, I always leave the question, I ju- my answer is always just, well, you know, God made a perfect decision right. and, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident that even if it's not the one I would have made uh, he made a perfect decision. Mm-hmm. And so that just means that my judgments are not perfect.
0: Yeah. It's, it is tricky. It, cause you see, we just, you know, we just had Barbara Bush die. So all the, you, all these, all these tributes are pouring out that some talk about like, you know, she, she's, she's at peace, this and that. And I, I, do not this is not a comment on the state of Barbara Bush's soul at all but when i see those i i don't know if it's just cuz i'm a mean person but i want to say like guys we don't know we don't know she she by all accounts was a lovely person and i enjoyed listening oh, yeah. to her talk and everyone seemed to love her but and it it but it's more it's when when we say things like that it's more for us it really it's just pure comfort just for us
1: right well and that's i mean she's one of the you know the greatest americans uh alive in our time as far as just the way that she carried herself sure the way she acted i mean you've seen tributes come out from people all over the political spectrum they love barbara bush right um and that's all true but you know wouldn't you hate to find out that she's in purgatory and needs your prayers, but you're kind (laughs) of too busy celebrating her? I mean, (laughs)
0: yeah, right. Well, but in that, I mean, in that regard, she, she would be going to heaven. So there is some validity in the, the idea, but you're right. She could use those prayers to get there quicker.
1: Right. I mean, there's been, I think there, I think it's the book on purgatory that talks about apparitions and, you know, there was, there were two priests and they were going to say mass for the other, whoever died first and one of the priests that was going to say the mass was sort of dragging his feet and the, the other one appears and says, I'm burning here. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think, I, yeah, I think we can't just jump to canonize people. There's of course the, the just horrific, um, you know, they're an angel now thing. Um, again, like no matter what happens, you will not become an angel when you die. Um, you would have to be created an angel and, you weren't because you were created a human and uh, there's humans in heaven and that's good so right you um, you can be in heaven with the angels and of course that's where we hope that barbara bush is and um, but until we until she's uh saying barbara bush we should we should be praying for her and um you know none of those prayers go wasted so if you you, know, you don't have to feel bad that you know what would you she... not you're not judging her by praying for her. you're refusing to judge her by praying for
0: her what would she be the patron saint of st barbara bush the patron saint of just like uh
1: southern I mean, probably, class yeah or like first families oh yeah i mean because she was one of only two people that was married to and mother of a president yeah the other one was um oh man i'm gonna get hateful letters from my history teachers it's john quincy it's john, and john
0: adams wife. wife yeah right so yeah uh side note did you see that uh quote from Barbara Bush when i guess in the hospital before she died she made a comment to the doctor about George W and said that he's like that because i was smoking and drinking while he was in the womb
1: no yeah <laughs> just
0: just never misses a chance to make a joke
1: that's hilarious you um i mean it's funny though because you you most people. You, I bet, if you go through your family photo albums, you have a picture of one of your relatives smoking a cigarette in the delivery room. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, I it know. wasn't, it wasn't like understood to be that big of a deal. Sure. I mean, it's all propaganda, but no, just kidding. Anyway,
0: um, I have a question. Uh, another question about heaven for you. Okay. Why? Oh, my- I don't know. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. On the next episode. Anyway, <laughs> uh heaven we talk about, you know, Christ ascended into heaven. So heaven is outside of space and time, but we always talk about people being raised up to heaven or we have things going up to heaven. Why why do we have is it is it purely because hell is the underworld, so people have to we talk about ascending because heaven is the opposite of that do you have any idea
1: i i would think that's i mean i, I do think that christ when he ascended he did literally lift up no
0: i i know um, that i'm not questioning but, that i'm talking about. no i
1: know i just figured for the for everyone everyone at home i right. would specify but uh no i think it's to kind of aid our understanding
0: mm-hmm
1: kind of like you said i mean obviously it, you can't um, as I said before, you can't, uh, you can't build a rocket and fly to heaven and you can't build a, a cannon and shoot yourself into heaven. But, um, you know, understanding it is up and, you know, heaven's another one of those words that gets translated into English as one word, but you had, you know, heaven is in, you know, the atmosphere, heaven is in outer space. And then you had heaven is in, um, you know, the place that God is reserved for the just. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, that's, the third heaven, um, that St. Paul talks about. And so I, yeah, I think it's to aid our, our human understanding. If there's any, you know, really solid, um, scholastics listening to the podcast, you can, you know, please correct us on that. But that's my understanding of the up thing is just that it, yeah, I mean, it sort of guides our,
0: cause we're, we're dumb creatures that need all the help we can get. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, that's—it's kind of interesting, but you know, that's one of the things because we have senses to—you know—we're able to experience and learn, learn things into our soul, I guess you could say, and so that's why we start out so dumb.
0: <laughs> do you? Do you have any hopes,
1: Many. Just sorry i keep cutting off your questions i'm sorry
0: well and i there was a dog barking next door that i was trying to avoid but uh my question was going to be do you have any hopes for heaven like is there anything that you want i know take take the beatific vision and all that stuff like when you just when you're just zach mabry just sitting around thinking about heaven what do you hope there's what do you hope is there
1: I hope that there are people there who would just be shocking to us to oh, find yeah. out that they're in heaven. I mean just the some of the most horrific characters from history. I hope that that some of them, I mean all of them, but you know, I hope that there's very surprising people up there that you thought surely they were beyond God's ability to save even the worst sinner and That's surely awesome. You know, we watched. We we know. You know, we know their biography down to when and how they died. So surely we had all counted them out. But uh, but at the end, they made it.
0: That's a that's a really awesome and great response. Mine was just going to be like, I hope there's mountains of ice cream. But you put me to a shame with that thing.
1: Actually, I'm going to change my answer to mountains <laughs> of ice cream. Now yeah. now that that wasn't that wasn't entering my Consciousness. Now that you said it, actually, sorry. Send all the uh, the crooks down. I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, um. no, that's that's that would be that would be pretty awesome. And two, that's where that's kind of what you'll get with the idea of with family and friends, right? You can will you'll be celebrating that they're there. So it's you and everyone. You'll be celebrating everyone that is there, and everyone will be celebrating you. It's like the ultimate group high five.
1: Right, except I mean, it's then, except
0: know, it's not an awkward high five. It is a perfect high five.
1: Right, and I mean, of course, bears repeating that your body doesn't get there until after. I'm just kidding. Um, soul, soul,
0: a very soul-driven high five.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just interesting to think about, I and mean, we talked about how it's sort of the perfect opposite of of hell, mm-hmm. and so um, you know listen to that episode and flip it to get more of what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, just um,
0: play it backwards.
1: Yeah. Flip it and reverse it. Uh, the, the, the happiness of heaven. kind of. Okay. So we talked about the joke of, well, I'm going to hell, but at least all my friends will be there. Yeah. And how, you know, actually, you know, people are not friends in hell and each new soul that arrives increases the misery of, of all the other souls Ugh. and the overall level of misery. Well, Yikes. that's because it's the opposite in heaven. Right. And as each new soul arrives, that increases um, the eternal joy and beatitude of all the souls that are already there. And so um, it is kind of, you know, I don't know if you think of like a spirit tunnel or whatever. Like a, So I went to OU, and when we would do orientation camp, so University of Oklahoma, by the way, when we would do orientation camp during the summer for the new freshmen you know, everybody that was there that was, you know, sophomores, juniors, seniors, and even some of the staff would be all out there to greet them. They, you know, they'd show up in buses and, you know, or they're, they'd be dropped off by family and, you know, everyone would be out to greet them with this giant spirit tunnel and we had a DJ and all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, not that, not that heaven has a DJ and, and face paint, but people, you know, you kind of have to think it's similar. You know, everybody is celebrating everybody that, that arrives, and it is my understanding that the souls in heaven do not know who's destined for heaven. So they they do learn that as it as it happens.
0: Oh wow! So it's like a daily surprises, daily excitement. Not daily, mom, moment. I, that's, I can't even say moment. Whatever a uh, word for outside of time and space excitement would be.
1: Right, and so you know, I mean, it's just. At that point, you know, the term for rest, you know, I always think rest is in, you know, you can, you can chill. Like, you've made it, and, and you're with God forever, and there's, there's nothing else that can happen. I mean, some of that rest even sets in in purgatory. Is what I've heard is that, you know, once your soul is in purgatory, you know perfectly now that you can never offend God again. And so even though you're going through the purgations, and that's very painful, you have a certain there's a certain comfort and peace just in knowing that you love God and you can't possibly offend Him.
0: That actually is nice again. to think about. You that that would yeah I can see where that would be very restful. You just the you just can finally you're finally free essentially.
1: Right, you can chill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't I don't typically chill, so that's a that's great to hear. Just for me.
0: chilling in heaven on a mountain ice cream.
1: Yeah. Heaven and chill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, don't make that the title. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> okay, what else, what else do we have here?
1: Um, I think we're going to do a separate episode on angels, so we won't really get into angels, but they're in heaven.
0: Yeah, we'll do separate we'll do an episode on purgatory as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Purgatory needs its own, its own space. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's different in a lot of ways from heaven. So it doesn't really fit this episode, but then it's, I don't want to confuse people by having it in the same episode as hell. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we can just kind of leave that for later. Um, you know, I don't know. I think we've uh I think we've we've addressed the topic. There's the great book um we can put a link to it cuz I'm completely forgetting the author. The uh the Happiness of Heaven. Mm-hmm. is like the sort of standard. It's a Tan book, so pray they're still carrying it. We need um,
0: to get sponsorship from Tan Books.
1: Well, except I make all these mean comments about how they oh, constantly yeah. cancel good books. F- so it's uh, F-J it's J
0: Boudreau.
1: Yes. Not SJ. <laughs> uh, um, uh, just kidding. But uh, yeah, so the happiness of heaven that goes into a lot of the it, it illuminates a lot of the doctrines better. Um, and this and one then, is course, only five dollars
0: on Amazon.
1: Five buckaroos <laughs> on Amazon. Cool. Um, oh, this is a good time to announce we're going to do that. We talked about it, and I'm going to I'm going to announce it so that we can't go back on it. We're going to have our our. Uh, Amazon store set up with all the best books in it and oh, other yeah. cool stuff to order. Sure. That way you don't have to, you don't have to go through the whole website. Um, you know, with heaven, I, I just think that it's, it's important to, to just be constantly pressing on for it and, um, right. you know, have confidence that God wants you there and has a place for you there. Uh, and he'll, he'll do everything he can to get you there. And so you just have to, uh, you just have to cooperate, which is hard, I think. Maybe, probably easier for all of you, but I find it, you know, pretty challenging. And, um, you know, that's the the purpose of this life that the saints talk about is to try to, to grow closer to God on this life. And that's where when we do an episode more on prayer, you know, that's what prayer gives you a foretaste of heaven as you move up in your prayer life, you know, to the more contemplative forms of prayer. And, you know, the only way to to truly overcome your sins is to grow in prayer. And so both your moral life will straighten itself out and your prayer life will grow with more practice. And you'll start to have, you know, a certain taste of, of heaven. I think there's a, a, a spot where the saints say, you know, you become, you reach a level of holiness where you just want to die because you know that once you've died, you'll be able to be with God forever. Right. And then you get to the next advanced level where you no longer want to die because you want God to decide. You know, you just place that with God, that you, you'll you stay until he calls you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of an interesting thing that, you know, most people don't want to die. And then you reach, you know intermediate stage holiness and you want to die. And then you reach advanced level holiness and you go back to not wanting to die.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So, yeah, let's all, uh, let's all get there. Take, so ca- that we can...
0: take care of business here.
1: Yes. Take care of business here. Uh, get to heaven so that you can tell us what we missed and how we got, what we got wrong. We'll critique this episode together up there. If we make it.
0: Oh, wow good point
1: we've got to be uh all listeners you know pray for us pray for each other we're praying for you
0: all right thanks for listening and we'll talk with you all next week